It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. But one of a kind, and nobody knows that. I'm living in irresponsibility, feeling upon the million times I let down. I don't mean to, I've got a good heart. I make mistakes, I press and record in the wrong part. But I'm older, I'm still never grown up. I never tell a lie, I'm always false at all. That's the lie, cuz I'm never thrown up. I swear that I could fly, but I've never had a donut. I'm sticking up on because I need to be stuck up for not. Stuck up buggers are living a life by the law. Bless the bumper car, rasp glass, swinging all the mats. Tell her how it is, and never want it. Listen, kick back. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to episode 105 of a piece of business podcast. And as usual, you may have already heard him during the intro there. <laughs> He's had a very stressful evening, unlike me, that didn't have any stress whatsoever. He is the man, he is the myth, he is the absolute legend that is at AWI Pod. You'd think easy by now I'd say. get it right, wouldn't you? Easy for me <laughs> to say. <laughs> uh, how, it's Mr. Brent Piles. How you doing, Brent? Oh, man. Um, I was feeling good. You know, about the first 45 minutes of the World Cup opener against Wales. But then the next 45, I spit in angst. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm feeling okay. I, as good as to be expected for the situation, Glenn. Point's not too bad. It was. It, they talk about football being a game of two halves. That one definitely was. Yeah, it absolutely now, was. Now, uh, before we go into all that, um, I don't want to get too political here. Um, but this whole shebang is absolutely leaving a bad taste in my mouth. When you have commentators and things coming on and having to apologise for being at the World Cup. And then yesterday we had the hosts. Um, that was a match that should have been more bent than any wrestling match, but um, they were that bad they couldn't even get that right. Yeah, like I said, I uh, if this match is fixed, nobody told that Qatari goaltender because he had no idea. Is it you said to me that 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 uh, Ecuador had been paid off to lose it one nil? That was the rumor that I saw in the Twitter spheres that they were paid and, seven seven point two million dollars to take a dive. Well, I hope they gave it back <laughs> because. As I said yesterday, they gave, they returned the money because the product wasn't fit for purpose. <laughs> yeah. We are sorry, but there is no possible way we could ever let these motherfuckers win. No. <laughs> they did, simply I, not good. I, I think they only got near the Ecuador goal twice, so there was nowhere they were ever going to score. 
And their goaltender looked as if he had never goaltended in a soccer match before. <laughs> he just didn't no. have any idea what, which way was up, what way was down. And they even <laughs> tried to take the first goal away, and it still wasn't enough to let them win. No, because once it, once they disallowed the first goal, then um, they managed to give away a penalty. <laughs> he made, the goalkeeper managed to give away a penalty. So, And there was nothing the referee could do about that, but show his shoulders and say, Oh, well, that's that. On with well, the yeah. game. <laughs> well, sorry. There's nothing I can do to make that not look like a penalty no. because it was. But in his first attempts at defending the first like ball that they got into the box of the goal that they disallowed, he, he fucked that all up, too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, as uh, listeners will probably know, we were going to plan on doing like World Cup podcasts. Um, I, in all honesty, can't do a regular thing on this absolute mess. Um, we'll def- obviously do one next week where uh, we'll be talking on Monday about uh, Survivor Series War Games, War Games. And, and talking about the... Uh, the England-USA match and whether I'm still calling it football or soccer. Although I'm quite optimistic at the moment. As well, you should be, Glenn. You are very optimistic and I'm not very optimistic at all. I wasn't optimistic going into the game. I would have been more optimistic after the first half. Now Hmm. I have no optimism whatsoever. So we're definitely going to lose, in my own opinion. Even, even Even in that first half of watching that tonight... I was just imagining the pe- people like Bakayo Saka running into the acres of space behind your defence. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, like he did to say today. Uh, I'd like to hope that maybe we'll be a little bit better than Iran, but I, yes. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't. Think, I definitely don't think we're a better team than them. I don't see how we don't lose this match. By at least two goals. I just don't see any way that the U.S. wins this thing by, I mean, loses this thing by less it's, than two goals. As uh, our good friend Shay said in the, in the chat earlier when I was talking to him about it, yeah, that last round of games is going to be very political. We it being England against Wales and the USA against Iran. Yeah. You want to talk about, like, like, I know they randomly draw these groups, but that's almost, like, too much to where you can't think that that's random. You know what I mean? It definitely sounds like Vince 1990s booking. God damn it, pal. <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely. Sounds like some WWE booking for sure. Yeah, we, yeah. we've got the Iranians here. We've got the Americans there. <laughs> right, we're, right. We're, throw, we're throwing a couple of British teams as well. <laughs> why not? Why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but man, it was kind of devastating. It was like a kick in the nuts too. As soon as they got the the penalty in the eighty second minute or whatever, I'm thinking mm. Bale's going to be up against our brand new first ever World Cup starter goaltender here. I'm like, yeah, I probably don't think he's going to be able to stop this, and he didn't. He guessed right, but not fast enough. <laughs> I won't have a word bad word said about Taylor Turner. Uh, oh yeah, he's on your squad, isn't he? Yes, yes, he's our number two keeper. uh, And it's ironic that that, uh, 
Arsenal's number one keeper is England's number three. And their number two keeper is USA's number one. <laughs> Very strange times, yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so, that's the football for now. All so in all, I, I had a good, enjoyable day watching football. I enjoyed watching the, uh, what was it, Senegal and... Um, that was a turn-up. It was. It woke uh, up in the last five minutes. <laughs> it really did in the last five minutes. They, like you said, I think you were like both these guys couldn't, both these teams couldn't score in a brothel. Yeah, uh, but they finally figured out how to get the job done in that last five minutes. At least, at least the Netherlands did, with the help again of the goalkeeper, Chelsea's goalkeeper at that. Oh, is that Chelsea? Edward Mendy. Yeah, he's uh, uh... he's Chelsea's goalkeeper, and he was flapping around like a seal at the circus. <laughs> Yeah, that's the perfect way to describe it. I, I, I never heard anything described quite like that, but that's exactly how it looked, too. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been entertaining. Um, it's, yeah, like I said, it's just a shame about the politics of it all. It's at the wrong yeah. time of year. It's in the wrong place. And there's too many people trying to defend it. And it, you can't defend some of the stuff that's going on with it. No, you definitely can't do that. No, it's so. Um, I'm gonna play this, okay? And now it's time, you wrestling fans, for one and all to see those folks who failed at social media so recently. While no one can quite so compare to Roy back at his peak, our dearest Glenn is here to share his pick twat of the week. Yes, my twat of the week is the head of FIFA. He the did not come out with some bullshit about knowing what it was like to be an immigrant, knowing what it was like to be gay. He's been none of these things. You are an overprivileged, overpaid twat. And that's all I'm going to say on it. I mean, I don't know if there's any more words for that, man, than just that right there. He, like, you are controlled by the old Molly Mighty Dollar, and you have not a single shred of dignity inside of you, sir. So go fuck yourself. Well, it's, it says so much when even Sepp Blatter, the the last incumbent of the job, who is the most crooked man in football, is yelling foul and saying that this is even more crooked than when he was in charge. Yeah, that'll tell you a lot right there, yeah. That doesn't tell you enough of the story. That'll tell you all you need to know right there, pal. <laughs> uh, right, let's get us to some real, real life stuff, shall we? Let's this week's it. wrestling. Good old wholesome wrestling where there's no controversy and. Oh no, not pro wrestling. We don't have no. any controversies <laughs> whatsoever. Not a single solitary That's one, Glenn. Certainly not compared to this World Cup, anyway. The good news is, Glenn, AEW had a pay per view and a media scrum, and nobody got into a fight and nobody got fired. So, I mean, you could call that a win. I watched some of the pay per view. I didn't watch a media scrum, though. Well, no. I don't want to see a press conference about fucking wrestling. No, I don't want to see it. I don't care. Um, as it was said on Twitter earlier on, I think I know WWE are going to do one after Survivor Series, but 
you have the feeling that these might actually be real journalists there. Um, oh, pardon me. And with Triple H running the whole thing, it might be a little bit more uh, professional than when Mr. Khan does his thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, there's no cocaine involved, so that's got to be. Because no. <laughs> they've done it. They've done it before. And they used to do it all the time on NXT UK at these press conferences. That's true. They did a, a few times, yeah. That's and they true. actually had proper newspaper um, radio journalists invited along to ask the questions. So it sounded a bit more authentic, I say. Not just a bunch of marks with neck beards. No, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah talking about AEW and the pay-per-view because they're not calling theirs they're not PLEs yet no they're not PLEs yet they're just they're still doing pay-per-views although uh, some of us don't pay uh, mind you not, mine was legitimately not paying because I had credit on my fight account <laughs> well, there you go pal you couldn't get it could you on your no gizmo? my uh, my I couldn't get it let's just say that <laughs> They probably, they probably they probably decided that six hours of it was too much. Yeah, I probably would have fell asleep halfway through that sucker anyway. So there's no I, way, no way I would have managed to the main event. I felt well. I managed that. I, I but I fell asleep. I went to sleep, and when I woke up, um, it was just the uh, tag team title match was uh, just starting, and that was actually a good match. I enjoyed that. With the, uh, the acclaim, and... the acclaim, that's it, scissor me, whatever it is. And um, and then the main event, which was a bit of a turn up for the book. Although, kudos to Brendan Banks there. Uh, I did invite him on tonight, but unfortunately, he couldn't make it to a past seven EST. We'll be well done by then. So, uh, yeah. So, um, and he called the uh, William Regal hit, uh, turn on Moxley. And I think by now, most people know what happened. So I don't think it's much of a spoiler now. But just in case, spoiler alert. I didn't MJ... know, but I don't care. Tell me all about it. Haven't <laughs> you heard? I knew the MJF won, but I didn't know mm. that Regal turn. Yeah, Regal was there, and um, MJF went to use the, the, the diamond ring that he uses. Um, Regal came down to the ring and sort of gave him the, whole, the, the, the Hogan finger wave and, and shook his head, and MJF took the ring off and threw it over the ropes, and Regal put it up and put, picked it up and put it in his pocket. Um, then about a minute later... Uh, Regal came to the edge of the ring, distracted the referee, uh, and slipped old uh, Maxwell a set of knuckle dusters. Mm. He then promptly used our, our mocks and uh, won the bout. Well, there you go. So, so, so Regal's going to be with MJF now. Is that what I'm? Hearing? Well, they left it open. Okay. It was great. Um, Regal walked off up the ramp and sort of turned back and give him that sort of regal smirk as he looked back at MJF and walked off. 
Interesting. So there, yeah, there's not. He's turned. He's turned on Moxley, but whether he's siding with MJF or not is another thing. Okay. I I I just. I like MJF better without a manager. I just don't. He's his own mouthpiece, and he doesn't need yeah. to have a manager. And I figure Regal could be used better somewhere else than with MJF. I do like that, though. That is a cool finish. That is a good finish. Mm. Um, and we know that they brought Moxley back because of all the shenanigans with uh, the Elite and uh, all that other stuff that was going on and the suspensions and yeah. Punk getting basically thrown out of the company and so they needed they needed mox to come back where he's supposed to be on holiday right so perhaps now time off this will be the way of writing him off tv for a bit and then he can come back to wreak his revenge on regal and the blackpool combat club it's going to be interesting to see where that goes, for sure. For someone, I probably won't watch it, but for someone, it's going to be interesting. Mm. It's got me. It's, it's an interesting... It's it's a more interesting story than anything else that's going on on there. So, yeah. It would get me watching it occasionally just to catch up with what's going on. And like I've always said, it's not that I don't want to watch it. It's just it's hard for me to get my eyes on it. So, mm. I just don't watch it because it's just hard for me to find. So, see, it's I'm easy for me. To, I'm too lazy to watch it. Like. <laughs> Because we actually, although it, it, it's, like, it's harking back to the old days of uh, WWF, where they used to, when Monday Night Raw first started, we used to have to watch, wait till Friday to watch it. Oh, yeah. And now with uh, AEW, we get it on terrestrial TV on a Friday night. Wow. Ah, so that's so, not good. Yeah. So I, I normally record it and then. If I if I've heard online it's worth watching any of it, then I'll watch it. Makes sense. Makes sense. But what I have been watching is WWE, and as we've said, they've got uh, Survivor Series War Games coming up. It and I think Saturday. It's this Saturday coming up. Um, I think they've been actually doing a really good job of building to it over the last week or so on both SmackDown and Raw. Well, considering we had no idea who was going to be going into these War Games matches two weeks ago, I think they've done a pretty good match, pretty good job of making it interesting to us, because I, I don't think yeah. they announced anything about the men's until, you know, last week. So, yeah, no, I figured, I think they've done a pretty good job, considering that a lot of these are just thrown together people, kind of. Mm. Well, yeah, it's it, it's it's... It's gone a bit with the women like it has with the men, the men and the women. Is you've had the two factions, but they've had to throw in other people to to make it right. into a proper war games match. Right. Well, and if you look back at all the war games in WCW, it was always some group versus another four people that just like four baby faces got together. Like it was always the hard it was always like the four horsemen versus four baby faces or you know, the Dangerous Alliance versus four baby faces, or the Dungeon of Doom versus four baby faces, or the NWO versus four baby faces. You know what I mean? While we're talking about that, can I congratulate both you and the mayor for Friday night? I appreciate that. Thank you. But, excellent. <laughs> I'm sure I'm really sorry I couldn't be there with you live on Friday, but that was a real I was wetting myself with laughter when I listened back to because I decided 
that I'd watch along as well. Yeah. So I watched the whole thing and then put you on when uh, put the world game as the world game started. Put you on doing the comment. Put you two on doing the commentary. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> the podcast version's out now, obviously. AWI, if you want to see the video, I made like a cool video too, kind of mm. giving us the history of the Dungeon of Doom, which you can watch on Twitch, which is twitch.tv/slash AWI. That's not all the podcast I, version; it's only on the video version. I'm actually amazed. I'm actually enjoy more the Dungeon of Doom more now than I ever did. I don't know why. It is now, you absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, you'd think it would be it'd been right up my street from the early days of it, but yeah, I did get into it. But when I see when I watched them again recently, I've got it. Um, and it, and Sullivan, uh, you know, he, he starts our show. He does. <laughs> That's he does start the show. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan is something else. And in that War Games match, when he fought, when Hogan finally gets him into the ring. <laughs> and he's just throwing him from side to side. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like the especially when the side of the giant got in there. It was like Kevin Sullivan upper step to Hogan and then upper step another to the giant. Yeah, yeah. It was like the <laughs> It's like that old Mortal Kombat game. Yeah. But yes, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Anyway, Thank back you. to Monday Night Raw. Um, we had Mustafa Ali being uh, thrown around by Bobby Lashley again to open it. Yeah, I mean, Mustafa Ali is a tougher man than I. He brought the old referee out there with him to fight Bobby Lashley, so. Yeah. Um. The irony of that is that during this this thing with Lashley and Mustafa Ali, it's Seth Rollins that's the, the MVP of that. Absolutely, <laughs> was yeah, he was the MVP of this whole entire segment. He's he's obviously yeah. a babyface now. He's clearly a babyface, and there's nothing they can do about it. Oh, the, the crowd I think they, that was decided at Cardiff, and the US crowds have gone along with it. <laughs> They're singing his theme tune with the top of their voices and. You fucking Brits, you do it. You're, you're the one who starts it all. It's always you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, we started the Fireflies. No, I, like I said, you start everything. <laughs> Brett, he, 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 uh, Bray Wyatt, on a podcast or an interview, he uh, he said that that uh, it was uh, at the uh, Millennium Dome that when they did a recording there, that uh, that was the first time cameras have been used like that when the lights went out and it all became like the the That's, fireflies that one's fine but the two sweet after the one two count that one's you got that guy that one's on you guys and you guys are gonna take the blame for that one oh no that, that's a that's one of those progress things yeah well we also started the what chance so i guess we're even yeah there's a yeah that's definitely on us uh Um, uh, we had Tamina versus Maya Miriam. Yes, it's good that they give us something to do straight away. Um, right, and remind people that Tamina is still alive. It's nice to know that Tamina is still on the roster. Yes, yeah, that's about all that could be said about that. 
Well, I think I think Rhea Ripley made her way out to the ring here with Dominic, mm. and they kind of watched the action, which that's all this was for. It was only to further the feud between Mia Yim and yeah, and, uh, which solved two problems that they had. Of the last the two, one? well, they they had two spare spaces on the War <laughs> Games team. So one was Rhea Ripley, and the other one was Mia Yim. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Well, Bianca's team still has got one, one spot open. So I, I, I'm sure we'll find out tonight who that is. So, yes, I wonder. Now, who could? Well, perhaps they don't tell us tonight. Perhaps they leave it to Saturday. That's a good point. They may because if there's a big reveal of somebody coming back, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Because there's a few there's a few ladies that are still top of the tree ladies that are still out of business at the moment. But so any of one, them could come back. One name that really sticks out of me just because it would make so much sense with Dakota Kai being on the team on the team, but would it if it was somehow Tegan Knox, because you know their mm. history. Oh yeah. And so it'd be interesting. She'd be an interesting See, one, but I don't know if they make that move. Yeah, if they're gonna if they're gonna bring Tegan back, then it would be tonight. Yeah, that wouldn't be a Saturday reveal, right? If it was that, like Sasha Banks, it would yeah, be yeah, that would be more like Sasha Banks or or even Charlotte. Yeah, suddenly coming yeah. back and making up the fifth woman, that would be a, a Saturday reveal rather than. It would be. I because, I just don't. I don't think Charlotte makes a whole lot of sense coming back. I don't, I don't either. Team, I don't. You never know. You never fucking know. Anything can happen in WWE, Glenn. And then from there. The only, the only way that her coming back on Saturday would make sense is if there's just Bianca and Bailey in the ring and she comes out and attacks a pair of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way that makes any sense. If she does some sort of run in after the match, you know, like somebody's yeah. celebrating in the ring and then she comes in. Yeah. That's the only way that makes sense. Uh, after that, we had Chad Gable, Matt Riddle. Excellent. As you'd expect. Oh, (laughs) he says knocking the video on. (laughs) And likes it so much that he wants to watch the replay of it. (laughs) Accidentally. We talk about it every week with Chad Gable, unsung hero (laughs) MVP of Monday Night Raw. Oh, definitely. Every week doing good shit. Yep. Uh, Matt Riddle being Matt Riddle. He can't do anything wrong at the moment. Even with bongos, he can't do anything wrong at the moment. Yeah, even with guys hitting his bong in the middle of the ring. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Chad Gable got the win here, though. Which yeah. Happen a whole lot, so that was cool. He said, the, the little note from uh, Bleacher Report here is uh, the fluidity of which Gable moves is unmatched. Few people have his level of confidence in the ring. Fair. Which is very true. Which makes even more of a nonsense that they didn't go with him in the first place as being Kurt Angle's son. You know, Glenn, I was just going to say that same fucking thing. Is he made so much sense to be Kurt Angle's son, but they had to go the other way with it, didn't they? Yeah, they had to. <laughs> um, oh, then we have the Judgment Day again. Yes. Because we'd already see him rear... Um... Dominic once. So they then decided to have Shelton Benjamin against Dominic. Why not? 
Um, not a bad match. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't was, for Dominic. He's getting better. It definitely is. Shelton, Shelton Benjamin's always a good solid hand. Yeah, I mean Shelton Benjamin's in his forties, but still probably one of the most athletic guys on the roster, even at that age. That's right. Um, look, it's, it's just one of those things. Um, what I do, I'm enjoying is the fact one of the big criticisms, especially of Raw, was how much, how, how, what a lack. I'll get my tongue right in a minute. What a lack of wrestling there used to be in a three hour show. Mm-hmm. I think well, there's one week where DC did the the breakdown of it and it was like 28 minutes of wrestling in a three hour show yeah but now you're getting at least two matches an hour right and you're getting at least one or two matches a show that go 20 minutes that go more than 10 minutes they go 10 you know 15 20 minutes plus which you weren't getting Mm. that before no the longest match you would get would be like seven minutes long yeah which the name on the marquee says wrestling, Glenn. It doesn't say promos. It doesn't say WWE fucking promos, does it? No. But it used to, basically. Yeah. Because <laughs> you weren't allowed to say wrestling. That's true. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> it was sports entertainment. It wasn't wrestling, damn it. <laughs> that's a good point. I forgot about that. I've already yeah. forgotten that, Glenn. I've already forgotten that it wasn't wrestling. Thank God. Mm. Here we had Oya Sky. No, don't. Against uh, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. If I can say her name properly. Nah, either way. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long day. And I had a yeah. few beers earlier on. I had a couple. Obviously. Beers. That's why I'm drinking Coke now. Yeah, that's why I got water now. <laughs> um, middle of the road, nothing match really. Just getting damage control out there because they're needing to build to war games. Yeah, just more filler for the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then possibly the match of the weekend. Well, we forgot the match of the week. After, after this match, Mia Yim comes out and uh, tells you know damage control that she thought about their offer from earlier, but she yeah. decided that she's going to join the other team for for war games. So she's on that. That's team. right. Yes. So we know that Mia Yim now is with Oscar uh, and And I Bianca mean this and... in the least perverted way that you could possibly think of. But Mia Yim looks great. Like she just, when she I does. saw her come out here, man, I'm just like, wow, she really looks great. Mm. Uh, good for her. Good for her. Yep. She doesn't wear that stupid mask anymore. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thank uh, God. <laughs> and who she's married to, you have to be respectful. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, no. I don't want to be ripped in half. <laughs> or squashed. Mm. Uh, the match of the week next. In oh, my opinion, yeah. anyone. No, I'm with you. Austin Theory against Dolph Ziggler. Dolph, so much credit to him. He let Austin Theory take the bitties with him. <laughs> he did. <laughs> you know, talk about the veteran putting over the, the new young stud. And it allowed Austin Theory to bring out this new sort of uh, tougher, edgy, edgy character. Yeah, which he did very well. 
He did. A lot of people thought that you know he was buried now after what happened with him with the money in the bank. But now, I, it looks to me right now that that's probably the best thing that's ever happened to him because he he. I mean, this match was good, and the, the edge that he showed this match, and then there's something that happens later that we'll talk about that gave him a little bit more of an edge. So I think Austin Theory is in the best spot he's ever been in, way better than the spot he was when he was carrying that fucking briefcase. Yeah. Now and the fact they kicked out, I, I was thinking. Uh, as much as I don't like people's finishing moves being kicked out of, the fact that he kicked out the zigzag. Yeah, well, everybody it, has. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, people didn't used to. Well, yeah, that's true. Dolph Ziggler has got to be on the list for greatest wrestlers, in-ring wrestlers of all time. I mean, he just and he's been doing it for like fucking 15 years. <laughs> and he says on here, nobody sells getting rammed into a turnbuckle better than Ziggler. Well, other than Bret Hart, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, Bret used to take him full chest on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bret was the best at that. And so many things Bret was the best at. Mm. Um. He says here, uh, seeing a, a more serious theory gives hope that he could be rehabbed into a less less annoying character. Yes, please. <laughs> but then again, they used to say the same about the Miz, who's an annoying character. They ain't done him any harm. That's, yeah, he's been, the Miz has been an annoying <laughs> character for 10 years, and it's worked out for him, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got JBL out. Introducing his uh, protege, God knows why, Baron Corbin. <laughs> right, nobody knows why, but Barry Corbin. Uh, against Akira Tozawa, because to, uh, for anybody that hadn't watched the week before, they had a poker match. Um, Akira Tozawa accused Baron Corbin of cheating. God damn, pal. That's a, that's the most NXT thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, there's a Kira Tozawa. He has to be playing poker in his gi. Yeah, as one does. <laughs> if you're at Ninja Glenn, you wear that everywhere. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, no, well, I didn't know. Well, yeah, you wear they, any, a ninja wears this <laughs> shit everywhere, Glenn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Baron Corbin got the win through to our about a bit. Mm -hmm. Surprise, surprise. Yes. Yeah. Again, there's another match, though. We're talking about matches and not less than much about promos, which is always a good thing. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Right. Where have we gone? Oh, there. And then the main event, Seth Rollins. Gets Finn Balor for the US title. Um, just have a look down here and remind myself of what went on. I mean, there was a. Oh, yeah, there was LC in the Judgment Day yeah. fighting around the ring. And, um, Theory attacked Rollins at the end of this. Yes, he did. 
which further solidifying that Seth Rollins is a motherfucking babyface now. Yeah. 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 Um, he's going to keep hold of the, the US title for a while, but as a babyface. And there's obviously going to be another feud between him and Theory. Which yeah, can never like be a bad thing. Going. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm certainly not going to uh, complain about that at all. <laughs> be interesting to see what happens next with Theory because they're giving him, making him. He, he stopped fucking around, Glenn. He ain't fucking around with these people anymore. Which that's what I want to see. Yeah. Mm. Right, that was it for Raw, really. Um, now we go to Tuesday. I was lucky yeah. with Tuesday mm. because for some reason I recorded. I, I, because I did because I was at work. I didn't see it live, so I recorded Tuesday's show on the Wednesday. And for some reason, the recording didn't start till late. So I missed. Um. Let's get the bleach report thing up on it. Where are we? Did you see Braun Breaker versus Von Wagner? No, I missed Braun Breaker against Von Wagner. Versus the NXT. Well, I mean, it was a fine match. You got two big guys slapping meat out there. Von Wagner is not so bad in the ring. He just doesn't have any charisma whatsoever. Um, mm -hmm. They gave that match a C plus. I'd say that's a pretty fair. Um, Place uh -huh. where this match was good, it was fine, but it wasn't anything over the top great. Now the next bit, I didn't know anything about until you and the mayor were going. Well, the mayor basically was going on about how in a two-hour show this had gone on for five hours. <laughs> Glenn, this week because the, la the last two editions of NXT were so bad to sit through when I watched the full two-hour version. That this week I cut it down to one-hour version, and Glenn. It said on my TV that this show was only 60 minutes long, but I swear to goddamn Lord that Nikita, not Nikita Lyons, Zoe Stark's promo went at least six and a half hours. Yeah. The only thing that was shorter than her promo was Hilly Billy, Hilly Billy Jim's Hall of Fame speech, and that's only because he's still fucking talking. Um, <laughs> this was just not good. There at one point where the crowd started chanting stuff, and she just didn't have any idea or clue how to combat that. And so she just basically she she repeated herself for a good two or three minutes, and it was literally the worst thing I have ever seen. I wanted to rip my ears off of my head. It was the worst. Yeah. Uh, he he said it. Start would be better pursuit is delivering this promo backstage in an interview interview format, keeping it under a minute. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, this could have been like a 30-second backstage interview with Mackenzie Mitchell. She could have yeah. said, why did you do what you did? And she could have said, because I felt like it, and walked away, and that would have been a lot better than this shit. <laughs> uh, and then we get in this year. <laughs> what that's worth. We're beating up, and they're beating up two jobbers. I, I didn't see this because it wasn't on the, uh, the one-hour version, but they fought <laughs> George... George Cannon and Jake Fandango. Fandango. Uh, it's it's Fandango. Was it Fandango? I'm just kidding. No, Dominguez. Cannon and Dominguez. Oh, that's not what it says on here. 
Oh, oh, Findang- oh, George Cannon and Jake Findango. And then, but then at the bottom, it says a different name. At the yeah. bottom, it says Dominguez. Okay, so you're not crazy. This whole fucking ride up's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Fingardo. Fingardo is it. Jake Finago's Finado is what they say at the top. This and then he couldn't, couldn't be bothered to write that again, so he put him as Dominguez. <laughs> We don't know. I guess, yeah, fuck it. He's Jake Dominguez, which I like that better anyway, so they should just go with that. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, all, it, all that was, it was just the, the two big lads throwing around a couple of jobbers just to call out the creeds. Of course. Of course. I must say, though, they are developing some decent jobbers on that show. Yeah, There's some real really heart are. back to the good old days of jobbing. Back to, back to the 90s, just like we like yeah. it, pal. Then we had Apollo Cruz versus JD Madonna, children at his feet. Wonder how you managed to make things meet. See, this match might have been on the one hour version, but the fucking Zoe Stark promo was so long, they probably had to cut it from it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Son of a bitch. It, it was a good technical goat match. Cruz won, though. He beat Madonna by a printfall. Which is surprising. The way they've been building up J.D. Madonna lately. Oh, you, I hope you're not having a power cut. No, my dog's over here messing with the... There we go. Oh, no. That's okay. I got it. <laughs> He's, the dog it's was okay. fighting with... It's okay, Well, because... <laughs> The plug of my lamp, the plug of all Andy Dennis here. Yeah. But Andy Dennis here, it was, it's kind of loose in the thing over there. My dog was like messing with some blankets, so it's knocking the thing loose. But we got. Oh, uh, you actually Eddie's, wasn't fighting. No, Eddie's all plugged in and glowing now. Yeah. Yeah, Cruz beat Madonna by pinfall, which actually probably means that they are intending on pushing Apollo Cruz to have a go at Bron Breaker. Well, I think Breaker, it says it here that Breaker came out. After the match, or maybe I read No, Cruz found Breaker in the locker room. Oh, that's what it was. Warning that he wanted his title. But he's he's been warning him that since he first came back. Right. He's just trying to continue to say the same thing over and over again. I think he gets it. Yeah. (laughs) I suppose that's going to be what they have at their next premium live event. It'll be Apollo Cruz versus Braun Breaker. Yeah. A breaker or win again. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I can't see Cruz beating him. I'd be why, shocked. Why would they? <laughs> why no. would they? There's nobody down there right now that has any business beating Braun Breaker. There's not a soul in NXT that has any business beating him. There's only one. Yeah, yeah. When he comes back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That'll be but they've already done the story once where Walter beat Ilya the first time, and then Ilya came back and beat Walter for the the UK title. So there's no reason why they shouldn't rehash that. Yeah, makes but sense. They'll, 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 they'll stretch that out until such a time that because I'm I'm not convinced how well Ilya will actually go over on the main roster, where Bron yeah. Breaker already is an in straight pit plug in and play. Definitely. On either Raw or SmackDown. Definitely. 
Ilya so, feels like one of those guys that might be a long-term NXT guy. And I know that might hurt some people's feelings, but I just don't, like you said, I don't know how well he translates to the main roster. Whereas he's a, he's a, he'd be a good champion to hold the title for, because it was a, it was only through his injury and then the, the, then the, the whole thing folding that he didn't get a long run with the, the UK title. So this may be yeah. down the line. It will probably be up to whatever they're going to be doing instead of calling it a takeover at WrestleMania. That's what I was going to say to WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. And then have Brom be the one that goes up. He'll be the oh, Monday night. The, the, big the Raw Monday night after. Thing. Yeah. The Raw after. Because if you say you know, again, oh, they can, they can have the Steiners in the crowd and everything at that Raw. Really make it a big thing is his debut on Raw, can't they? Yeah, it's a really and, good point. and Ilya can hold it, hold that title until somebody comes along that looks viable enough to beat him. Right, right. Okay, the next thing that was on, I it was on, but I wasn't really paying attention to it because Booker T is so goddamn annoying. So. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> the, the contract signing between Kamala Hayes and Wesley. Yeah, which I think they're facing off tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I must admit, though, having Booker there was it. That it did sort of uh, make sure that there was order kept to the contract signing. He basically threatened the pair of them. If he even, even thought about putting the other one through the table or anything. Yeah. <laughs> that was good because we don't need any more of that. No. And... Right. Uh... <laughs> I had the, I it was a bit, but they had that Xavier Bernal. During, as they do, they go to they, they go to a, a break halfway through the contract signing, and then they come back to their Xavier Bernal talking to Mackenzie Mitchell, and they're going through people that he wants to challenge the best of NXT, and keeps on talking about people that are injured. Of course, he did. <laughs> Because I suppose there's still, there's still that childish element at uh, NXT, despite they, the fact that the regime cannot, has changed. They cannot help themselves, though. They no, they can't. They can't. And then we had uh, the Dyad versus Jensen and Briggs again. Also, didn't see this one. Oh, right. oh this was actually a good match. Lady, again, you'd expect it from. From right. those four, two well-established tag teams. Um, of course, the Diab one. Didn't Kiana James have something to do with this? Did she? Oh, yes, she did. Uh, involved in this somehow. Uh, oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, she attacked Fallon Henley. His family because Henley wouldn't sell her family bar. Yeah, I'm looking it. forward to that <laughs> that Fallon Henley's family bar on a polo match, Glenn. That's going to be something. And then, yeah, because then, oh yeah, that was right. 
Oh, God. You reminded me. Um, Sorry. Obviously, Bleacher Report. We were talking about them going back. And this thing with... Uh, that he... Uh, Josh, no, no, the other one. Um, oh, Brooks Jensen. Brooks Jensen. Um, the thing about him, um, how can you put it politely? <laughs> uh, uh, using his right hand, not, yes. not for shaking hands. He's been, I can't um, think built... of a euphemism, but I can't. Yeah. Oh, one. Anyway, but now, um, now he's got. Now he's got the the hots for uh, for James <laughs> Keanu James, and she of course whether she's battling with uh, Fallon, Fallon pushes her and she ends up in the lap of uh, Brooks Jensen. God damn it, Glenn! <laughs> God damn it, Glenn! I'm glad I didn't see it. <laughs> what are we in the eighth fucking grade? She, Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, and then we got uh, HBK announcing the NXT Iron Survivor Challenge. Who who booked <laughs> this shit? Jim Hurd? What the fuck? That, <laughs> what the hell is this? This is some convoluted nonsense, Glenn. This is a whole bunch of convoluted nonsense. Is all this is? Of course it is. Uh, now I'm going to need to read this because right. Thank you to Bleacher Report for this because this is not my original writing. It says Shawn Michaels announced that NXT Deadline would feature a brand new match in which five wrestlers would face off in men's and women's Iron Survivor Challenge matches. The winner would be, be the one to score the most falls in 25 minutes. <laughs> Didn't they have like... I remember one pay-per-view that had championship scramble matches. This was in like 2008 or 2009. It's the mm. same fucking thing as this. This is the exact Basically. same thing as a championship scramble match. Yeah. That's stupid. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> That's worse than, than the, the Elite taking on Death Triangle in a seven best of seven series and a six on three on three match. That sounds all terrible. No, no, don't push it. Don't push it. It's not that bad. I don't know. They're both pretty fucking bad. <laughs> um, and of course, while all that's going on, we've got there's uh, Indy Hartwell uh, fighting with Tate and Paxley as well. Old Tater Paxel. With, uh, with her mask on. Oh, she's still wearing the mask, huh? Well, she wasn't by the end of it because uh, Indy ripped the mask off and then smashed her face into the into the mat. Well, there you go. Was it? Did Indy Hartwell and 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 Roxanne Perez have some weird back and forth in the uh, yeah in the backstage area too? Yeah, because she Roxanne Perez was sort of saying to her, "Why are you being so mean? Like ripping the mask off or breaking her nose again?" and doing all Taylor Swift on her. Yeah. Why you gotta be so mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it says here, mm, uh, it was, 
Indy's still not completely comfortable as a dominant heel. She and Paxi struggled to stay on track with one another. <laughs> I can only imagine, Glenn. I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, you've got it. Um, HBK's new match announcement did not spark a ton of excitement. It's a variant of the defunct scramble match. The addition of a penalty box makes it even more overly complicated. Hold on, and it was tough for even the seasoned NXT talent to make this work. Hold on, there's a penalty box? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What is this, TNA? What the fuck is <laughs> happening? Are we watching weekly Wednesday night pay-per-views? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> What's next, Glenn? A reverse battle royal or one of the matches where you have to hang the belt with the ladder instead of get the fucking belt down? Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> God damn it. That's... <laughs> Stupid. Shawn Michaels wrong with you. <laughs> I I think this is just the he's just the mouthpiece on this one. I don't think this is his idea. John, I hope so, or <laughs> else he's been hitting the head too many times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we got another promo from Scripps. Oh yeah. I wonder who that is. <laughs> yeah. Could be interested to see. Back back <laughs> in the day, Glenn, if they said you had some scripts, you had you had some pills on you. Is what they say back in the day. Mm, right. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Um, you had a screw hip, means you had some pills. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a promo from Dominic Dodge's vocal geek Kitch. Again, he's coming. So, he's coming. He's bringing justice, apparently. Yeah. As long as he's not Sid, I don't care. Well, let's hope not. Maybe Sid will be his manager. Yeah. Sid's, Sid's always been a really good promo, so he'd, <laughs> yeah. he'd probably be a great manager. <laughs> <laughs> he's got half the brain that you've got, Glenn. He's got half the brain that you've got. Yeah. Um, and then, again, come another candidate for Mash of the Weekend. Or match of the week it was Mandy Rose versus Albert Fire, the last woman standing. Those two beat the crap out of each other. They really did. They really beat the living crap out of each other. They definitely did. Um, probably this is probably one of Mandy Rose's best matches ever, right here. Mm. Yeah. Although Bleacher Report only gave it a B, I'd give it an A to be honest. I would have said it was that good. I'd say a B plus. B plus mm. was what mm. I would say. Yeah. I'd give that match three and a half corn husks, Glenn. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then, because the ladder gets involved, and Alba fires up the ladder, about to smash into, down onto Alba Fire. And who do we get appear the other side of the ladder? Our friendly neighborhood, Wicked Witch. Isla Dawn. Yep, here she is, pal. <laughs> She's there. In knocking Albafire off the ladder and then laughing her head off as Mandy pins. Oh, the 10 count. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think the reason why this match got a B grade or, you know, not an A is just because of the just the way she lost the match. Have yeah. you seen so many last women, our last woman or last man standings match 
We have to do so much more than just push somebody off a ladder through a table for them to stay down for a 10 count. So That's if right. you just stay down for that, you just kind of like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess I kind of get it. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that wasn't exactly Bailey being trapped by the steel steps, right? Or you know, like you know, I'd seen a tape, duct tape, and Batista's feet together, so it couldn't stand yeah. up like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, or like them, somebody flipping a table over on someone, or you know, somebody oh. using a goddamn tractor. <laughs> I was going to say somebody using a tractor to flip the whole <laughs> ring over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that did keep the tribal chief down, though. By the way, I just want to point that out. You got that? No, it didn't, did it? <laughs> Oh dear. All right. Um, and that was it for NXT. Not a bad show. Not a bad show. Not a good show. Not a bad show. There was only one terrible, horrible, no good, very bad thing. And besides that, it was okay. And the announcement of this stupid scramble match 2.0. I didn't like that either. No. <laughs> uh, and then the build up for this weekend carried on on Friday night with Smack of the Down. Saw nothing. You saw nothing. I saw nothing from SmackDown besides the, the ending. Because I mm -hmm. saw a video on Twitter. We had the uh, SmackDown World Cup quarterfinal match, Butch against Sami Zayn. Oh, well, that sounds like fun. First of all, we had the Brawling Brutes come out because they had to cut a promo because they're building up to war games. Makes sense. Um, and what was actually what made sense of it because I was thinking, you know, they've got Drew McIntyre in the in the uh, in the team. Yet it wasn't that long ago that him and Sheamus were trying to kill one another. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. They had like a weird street fight. It was like a Belfast street fight. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old old fashioned Doddy Brook. Well, you know, it's like a you know, a, 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 I guess they have a common hatred for the bloodline now. But. Well, this is it. This is how it was justified. Um, when they were trying to kill each other, they both built respect for one another, and they're their best of mates. Drew was the best man at Seamus's wedding. Yeah, which I think they were best of mates way before then, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they, you know, storyline wise, they're justifying it now by saying that they've built up this respect for one another. Like the same way, the same reason why Sheamus and Cesaro became a tag team. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't kill your opponent, tag or, or join their team. There you go. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. Uh, and of course, that led into the. The match between Sammy and let's not forget Butch. that that Sammy Zayn did a promo and he called him Usi in the sky with diamonds. Which I think That's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, 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 that was everything. It, it's uh, because Drew Drew being Drew couldn't resist, and he he, he said, "Life's uh, home." Are you being brutal? Are oh, you feeling fruity? That's great. <laughs> and you could tell that between him and Seamus, they weren't actually, there was no script involved. They were just trying to spoof one another completely. Trying to get each other to laugh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Sammy Zayn won that match. 
building up, I say, yeah, as another way, another match towards the uh, War Games. Uh, then we have Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali. Yeah, I'm sure this is great. Sorry? I'm sure this was a great match. It had to be. Hey, well, um, yes, if you like that, if you... If you like that sort of bouncing around stuff. Right. I'm not over keen on it, but well, I don't think these guys are like are. bouncing around guys that aren't as bouncing. Oh no, they no, they they, they look like they they're certainly not bouncing around like a, a video we saw tonight. Right, okay. That's um <laughs> uh, they look like they're hurting each other when they do bounce around. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it's still not really my cup of tea. Right. I prefer the more technical stuff. But yeah, it was a good match. Um, please give it B plus. Can't argue with that. I did see one thing where Ricochet hit like a stand. He was like he had a shooting star press, but like Mustafa Ali was still all standing up when he hit it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he did. He's very impressive. Um, but we have them. Oh, Madcap Moss versus Carrion Cross. Any excuse to get Scarlet out there? I'm yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, so they're, they're playing. So I think Emma and Madcat Moss are in a are an item in real life, and now they're yeah, they are up on TV. So they are. They're, yeah, they're playing up to that. I'm wondering if DC had a point last week because there seems to be a lot of this pairing up of couples that they are going to bring back the Mix Max Challenge. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Moss didn't know his last his lesson from the last time when Karrion Cross put him to sleep, and he put him to sleep again. Karrion Cross won by submission. Of course he did. Yeah, it says here. Um, prior to the match, Emma gave Moss a pep talk, adding to their budding romance storyline. <laughs> it's oh not really a storyline. We know, thanks to social media, we know all about them now. <laughs> right. They, they then had a brave white promo, interrupted by LA Knight. Um, interesting, because after Bray had headbutted LA Knight last week, uh. LA Knight comes out there and basically says, let's bygones be bygones. Um, he got into the ring, held his hand out. Bray sort of relaxingly held his hand out and LA Knight slapped him. And he said, now we're even. That's fair. And then he, then he slapped him again mm. and said, now you owe me one. And, uh, and walked off up the ramp. <laughs> Interesting. Excellent. <laughs> I love this. Now, what a great person to, for Bray's first feud back to be LA Knight. And it's giving and it's giving him the chance to be the real good heel that he always used to be as Eli Drake. It's not something that you would have guessed. Like if you would have guessed what Bray for Wyatt's first feud was, I don't think anybody would have guessed LA Knight. So it says here, the, the Wyatt Knight feud may be the most unexpected pairing on WWE television. 
Yes. <laughs> but there, but there are a few choices better to torment, taunt, and prod at, at Wyatt. That's unleashes dark side and giving fans a look at the Easter of the Eater of Worlds they knew before. A, yeah, because yeah, exactly. it's how that might be brilliant. It's brilliant to tormenting people. So definitely, he's been doing it for years. Hmm. Then we had uh, Shotzi versus Shayna Baszler with Ronda Rousey. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not a technical masterclass, but then again, it didn't need to. Um, Raquel Rodriguez came out to even the numbers up. Um, Shotzi gets a win because Shayna was distracted by. Raquel Rodriguez. Shotzi's facing Ronda, right? At Survivor Series? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. I'm not gonna mention I'm not gonna uh, discuss that now. That will be discussed on Saturday. That makes sense. That's fair, pal. That's fair. <laughs> um then we had Imperium out of the ring. Um and New Day came out and said, we've got a match. He said, there's three of us. Oh, oh, they did a brilliant impression of Imperium. Oh, they, I got to see this. Yeah, they did. Oh, it was brilliant. I did tell you the other day to look it up. But, yeah, I forget yeah. things a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, look it up. It's bound to be on YouTube or the WWE YouTube page. Because they, they say, well, there's, there's, there's three of us, and there's only two of you. They say, oh, we've got somebody. And out comes Braun. Mm, well, they certainly have someone, don't they? Yeah. Well, no, if you, if you want to equalize Gunther, Braun, Braun Strowman is the man to be. Yeah, he would be the one I would get, yeah. <laughs> That's it. No. It made both. They looked on par, which is really good. Both Gunther and Braun. Neither of them looked weak. Like Gunther got Braun up and slammed him. Braun got Gunther up and slammed him. That's gonna be uh That's like Godzilla versus King Kong. If those it is, yeah, yeah. When it, yeah. <laughs> um, Strowman and New Day got the win. And he said, Gunther is every bit as strong as uh, every bit as strong, every bit as tall as Strowman. And the commentary did not make enough of the deal about this. Gunther chopped the head out of Strowman, then took off running around the squared circle in fear of, charge, of the charging monster. <laughs> I like to see big guys fleeing, so I want to see. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first two chops Gunther laid into him. And uh, Brock didn't he, he no solved them. Oh which nobody oh, ever too. <laughs> which nobody ever does that to him. So it took another couple before they got Braun down. It's <laughs> that's all going on. Oh, and then we have the uh, brawling brutes 
it was the uh, Butcher Sami Zayn, the quarterfinal of the World Cup, and of course, all the brawling brutes and the Usos and everybody get involved, building up to Saturday. Right. So, good enough match, but it got it got an A grade just for the fact that they're good. They're doing good storytelling at the moment. You can't argue with that, really. And then they brought out their they brought out the fifth member of the other. They team brought out the fifth member, which is KO, which we knew, apart from the fact that they swer tried to swerve us by saying that he was injured at a house show. They were smart, Glenn. They were yeah. smart. The thing is, is that yeah, well, this is it with with Triple H being in charge. He knows the right dirt sheets to feel, feed the wrong information to. <laughs> yeah. And they run with it like little puppies chasing a bone. And then they charge people twelve ninety nine for it. Yeah. But then it gets out on the internet anyway, and everybody knows. I read like something that like somebody took a thing from Dave's uh, Dave Meltzer's newsletter, and it said something like, "They said Kevin Owens was injured out of house though, so he 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 likely won't be at SmackDown unless something changes. Then he will be at SmackDown." It's like, yeah, I could have well, fucking so, wrote that. <laughs> so he, something changed. And he, well, I said to you, did no the three <laughs> the three of us we need to do an AWIP. <laughs> Piece of business dirt sheet, just make it. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm, sure, I'm sure the three of us could do that quite easily. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, anyway, uh, that was the week in wrestling and soccer, sort of, and soccer, sort of. Um, coming this weekend, as we've already mentioned. It will be, uh, what we say, midday. What are you, 11? East. Noon Eastern? Noon Eastern. Does that work for you? Yeah, that's that's yeah, fine. Yeah. That's five o'clock over here. So, yeah, well, that'd be let's fine. Let's do that then. So, noon Eastern Saturday, we will be live doing our uh, predictions for Survivor Series War Games. That's right. We're also going to be watching the infamous uh, War Games 2000 match from an episode of Nitro in the year 2000. So that's going to be a lot of fun, too. Make sure you check that out. Can't, can't wait. Twitch.tv more, slash AWICon. More, more WC... More 2000 WCW. Can't wait. WCW 2000 never misses. <laughs> that's for sure. In the comedy department. <laughs> I was going to say, it misses all the time, and that's what makes it such... Yeah, so it, never, like I said, it never misses in the comedy department. It may yeah. miss in every other facet of wrestling, but not in the comedy yeah. department. Yeah. So, uh, you don't need to plug anything else this week. Well, because... make sure you check out Sports Wire Radio. Uh, give Thomas Price a follow at Thomas Price 2017. Yeah. And that's it. That's all the sports radio. Yeah, because uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. That's right. And... Uh, We'll hopefully some of you will tune in and see us on Saturday. If not, we'll be back next Monday with our last regular show of the year. Um, after that, we're going to take a little bit of hiatus. We'll be talking a little bit of football again. 
a bit of wrestling. Soon to be called Soccer Glenn. Soon to be called Soccer. We'll see. We'll see. Probably not. Probably no shot in hell. That's okay. Till then, um, we'll just say goodbye. Say goodbye, Brent. Goodbye. We're one of a kind and nobody knows that I'm living in irresponsibility, feeling upon the million times I let down I don't mean to, I've got a good heart I make mistakes, I press and record in the wrong part But I'm older, I'm still never grown up I never tell a lie, I'm always forced to tell walking truth That's a lie, cause I'm never thrown up I swear that I could fly when I've never had a boner I'm sticking up on because I need to be stuck up for not Stuck up buggers are living a life by the law, oh lord Bless the bumper car, Ross Glass, ringing all the mans Tell her how it is and never what is missing, kick back